listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener, Tony Squires and Ryan Girdler in for this Saturday. Now, the Warriors secure a top four spot for the first time since 2007, but fail to make that big statement. Is it a concern heading into the finals? And the Cowboys keep their season alive with a win against the Dolphins, but can they make the eight? That and so much more on the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. G'day, everybody. Welcome to the Saturday edition of Footy Talk on Listener. My name's Tony Squires, and I'm with Ryan Girdler. Girds, how are you going, bud? Hey, I'm good, Tony. How are you? No, shocking. Uh, I think I, I think I triggered a red light camera. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to worry about it all day. You know how that, that mm. feeling? Because certainly I, I saw a flash. Yeah. And I'm assuming that was the photograph. And it, like, I thought I was going, had plenty of time. Yeah. But it was yeah. quite a long intersection. Yeah. Well, it's probably the giveaway. By the time I got through it, it had gone green again. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I'm going to end up sleeping in my car like you. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you. It's, um, yeah, I've got some nice parts. But I'm in Brisbane, unfortunately. So mm. some of the areas that I stay, otherwise we could build a little community town. Maybe we meet halfway. And Wouldn't that be good? Like, we could put it kind of like, you know, like the a, central like, coast. Yeah, that's okay. I, I, you know, I don't mind coming to Brisbane, but okay. we could maybe like if I could park my car next to your van and do some kind of tarpaulin effect that goes between them for a living area. Yeah, uh, and like <laughs> pavilion living tone. <laughs> exactly. It'd be excellent, wouldn't it? It's a good, the perfect climate coming into summer. Yes. Let's oh, do it. I'm in. A little spring vacay. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? I love it. Okay, well, let's get to some footy. I guess that, you know, let's go back beyond last night to uh, that parents lost to the Eels. I think, obviously, mm. the key element out of that I want to chat with you about is Jerome Luai. A dislocated shoulder. It looked ugly, didn't it? Yeah, it didn't look good. It looked nice and painful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big loss, isn't it? When Just when you think everything's going smoothly for the Panthers out there in really good touch and, um, yeah, they come up against um, the, the Paramount Eels who have got a really good... I think that's four from their last six they've won against Penrith. The yeah. Eels. So they've certainly got the wood on... Um, on the title holders, but um, yeah, they just didn't start well. They didn't look connected with the football. Um, you know, no Kenny, no Sorensen, no Taruva, no Edwards, mm. um, no Targo. So, you know, they had some pretty influential members out, but um, really, I think they'd be really um, disappointed with their intent, the way that, you know, their line speed's something that's usually a feature. It wasn't there. Um, so they were really passive defensively and take nothing away from the way Parramatta turned up and played tone. They yeah. obviously, you know, they, they're going to fall one um, win short of, of finals and there's a, probably a few teams out there that are happy about that, namely probably Penrith. Yeah. But um, big well, crowd out there and well, it was love their last battle, game of the season. That Battle of the West kind of thing does work for the Eels. They love it, don't they? They, yeah, yeah. they, they really get up and they – Styles win fights, right? And they just yeah. seem to, you know, as opposed to what happened in last year's grand final. Other than that, every time Penrith play the Eels, I always get a little bit nervous. There's always something there that makes me concerned. So um, I'm glad to see the back of them. But, um, but what does it mean – now, if you're Penrith – I mean, the options obviously are that Jerome goes under, you know, has surgery because it's, you know, he's a dislocated shoulder. He misses. Or they're talking now about him being available perhaps for the prelim final should that be the mm-hmm. path. 
for the Panthers. So, I mean, he's not going to be 100% by then, you wouldn't imagine, but, you know, got Cogger, I guess, up until that point. Uh, do you play him? Do you risk him? How big a key is he? Yeah, well, he's their barometer. He's their energy. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's. I think his win-loss record is pretty um, quite outstanding. Um, and when, it, when he doesn't play, Penrith haven't got a great winning record either. So um, they'll be trying to get him back in there any way that they can if he's available at, at, in some of those later parts of the game. And they've got some options. You spoke about Cogger. He's an option. Got to go like um, Tyrone Peach as well yep. when Targo comes back. Probably got a similar style to uh, to Luai. He's a ball runner on that left side. Plays on the left and um, got called out defensively a couple of times the other night. But he could certainly do a job there as well. But, um, yeah, the... the um, He's going to be missed. He also gets under the skin of the opposition, right? So he plays so many different roles for that team. Um, so it, it's a big out. Maybe it's a, one of those great Coop Cronk kind of stories through the finals. You know, will he, Maybe, won't he? Yeah. Will he get there? He's a tough nut. Yeah. Like, you know, he's physical. Um, you know, he'll do everything he can to get back. He's very passionate about the game. So I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a remarkable recovery. But um, that just needs to be monitored as we go through the finals, Tone. Top four for the Warriors, uh, brilliant performance from them this season. They've kind of tapered a little bit towards the back end of the season and their win over the Dragons, 18-6. While it was always there, it wasn't completely convinc- convincing. And I look, the Dragons were brave. Sadly, the brave element at the moment for them just means they stay in a game rather than winning a game. But, they, mm. they, you know, they, because they had so many guys. Sione uh, Finau, who, of course, was making his debut. He went off uh, early with that ankle injury. Then Zach Lomax had the HIA. Dan Russell uh, split his eyebrow. He went off. They had one on the bench for a while. They, yeah. they gave a pretty good account of themselves. Yeah, I think they have for the last couple of weeks. They were good against Melbourne, sort of yeah. got beat on that last play almost last week as well. So um, their energy was great. Not an easy place to go and play. Uh, the Warriors obviously playing for a top four spot and it was uh, Tohu Harris, 100th game for the Warriors, I think, and it was 250 games for Sean Johnson. Um, so, yeah, lots to play for over there for the home side and you could just see for the Warriors it was all about defence and it needed to be tamed. That's where I think they've really let themselves down over the last three or four weeks that you spoke about, especially that left side. Yep. Um, now, to be fair, uh, probably wasn't tested last night like it will be in the finals, uh, especially on those edges, but... Um, you know, you can only play what's in front of you. And as you said, the Dragons are resilient. They, they build a fair bit of pressure and their goal line defence, the Warriors last night, really stood up. And I think that's what they'll take out of uh, the contest last night. And um, their kicking game was pretty good. They were a little bit ill-disciplined. So I don't think their game's complete at this point going into the finals. They've got another week to work on it. I think they play the, um, the Dolphins next week. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll be going into, you know, the top four shootout. Um, probably against Penrith or, or, the, or the Broncos, you would imagine, unless something happens. Now, I'm not sure. Can they, can they get into the top two? If the, if the Broncos lose tonight on four and against, I don't think they'll be able to catch Penrith. Yep. Um, even if Penrith lose next week. Uh, but they might be able to catch the, the Broncos because I think they're pretty similar with their four and against. So they'll be keeping an eye on that. Yeah. And I guess that determines what they do next week, whether they choose to rest some players or how that lays out. And I guess the experience that Webster has is watching how Ivan's done that over the last couple of years, going through similar things, resting people in, you know, the last round or, you know, understanding the importance of, of um, uh, combinations and winning going into the finals as well. So 
Yeah, he, he's it's his first year as a senior coach, and he's going to have some big decisions to make over the next couple of weeks. Just two things, and, and uh, you know, you'll forgive me for being slightly dragon centric. The concern for them going forward now, they get the new coach next year. Who would, who do they have? Because they do run the same shapes a lot. They in attack. They they kind of didn't offer a huge amount. They had Moses Suli, who was very very powerful, but they do miss kind of that impact player. And I don't know who they're getting who's going to be able to offer that to them. And they've got those young guys like Terrell Sloan, who, who who is good yet you know makes those mistakes. Mm. Even though I think there was. Downward pressure. Oh, so do I. I think I there agree was downward pressure. Yeah, I, I thought you got some really tough calls early in that contest last night. There was a couple of penalties on last play that they gave the Warriors getting out of their own end that I just thought were, weren't justified. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So I don't, um, I don't know, you know, in terms of Dragons fans thinking towards next season, you know, how, you know, um, hopeful we can, we can well, be. Well, I think, I think with... with you know, Shane Flanagan going there, he's a guy that's always been able to, you know, build the playing style around the roster and get the best out of the roster. So who knows what he's going to have up his sleeve. I think we've seen some um, some nice touches over the last month or so from Zach Lomax. Yep. Yeah. Um, he seems to be playing with a lot more confidence um, and a lot more purpose. So, yeah, I, I think it's about the coach coming in there, recognising the talent and then building, um, you know, the best game plan around that. And I think that's what Shane Funningen does best. So, yeah, I think there's some things to look forward to, Tone, for you and the Dragons. <laughs> All right, Cowboys uh, 34, the Dolphins 10. The Cowboys' hopes are alive, um, mm. obviously it's not going to be easy for them to to get into the eight, but they did what they had to do against the Dolphins, who have been, look, as we said, they've been good all year. Uh, depth was always going to be a problem eventually, and, you know, the back end has been not quite up to what the first half was. Yeah, it's um, it's been a disappointing last few weeks for the yeah. for the Cowboys, haven't it? You know, they lost, what did they lose, three in a row? Um, and they're going to find themselves probably falling one game short, like the Eels of, of the finals. And again, with a roster like that, you got to ask yourself, um, you know, how they didn't play finals footy this year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, they give themselves a chance with that win last night. It, they were really impressive, I thought, with the way they went about their business. That's the sort of the Cowboys that you expect on a consistent basis. But their best and worst this year has just been way too far apart. Um, and, yeah, they'll, they'll travel down to Penrith, who, you know, are probably going to um, have a spring in their step after that loss, trying to get everything. Because there was talk that at some point Penrith might rest some players, yeah. but after last week, you would have to think that they want to take some good form into that first round of the um, of the semi-finals. So, um, yeah, I, I think they'll 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 probably name a full strength lineup and and take the Cowboys on on home soil, and that will be a difficult night out for the Cowboys, but. On their night tone, I think they've shown that they can they can match with anyone, and yeah. with their season on the line, who knows? But uh, when you get yourself into a position as a club where you're relying on other results to go your way, like I think the Roosters need to beat the Tigers, and they need to beat South, and then Cronulla and, and the Raiders, there's something going on there yeah, as well. It's quite complicated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but um, but they, with that win last night, they do give themselves hope, and they were impressive. What about Carl Felt? The uh, Karate kick uh, on Sullivan. Yeah. Well, I, well, it, it screamed penalty, but you know, I said last week's you know, uh, tackle from um, Trans Nickel Klukstar deserved a penalty as well. But uh, yeah. you know, go again. Yeah, they had a good look at it, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but and you know, you got to think that that the play is going up for the ball. Um, he didn't have. He didn't know where Sullivan was, so you could see that it wasn't intentional. There's no intent there, it, and it is a sort of a, a protective mechanism that a lot of guys do go up because they do feel exposed. Yeah. Um, but if you, you know, regardless of what happens, if you kick someone in the face and they got blood coming out of there, you know, the onus needs to be. <laughs> 
you know, you've got to take a little a bit thing. of ownership <laughs> of the situation. Um, even if you're a ball carrier, we see that with elbows and we see that with things happening in the game. So I thought it definitely warranted a penalty tone, yeah. uh, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, I mean, they run with the knees up, they get penalised. I mean, you get your foot, foot that high off the ground, I just yeah, think it definitely deserved uh, a penalty. Uh, all right, then, and just quickly, the Dolphins, their season, you've got to rate it as, you know, it, not the success perhaps we thought in the beginning, but it's pretty good. Laid some great foundations, yeah. didn't they, Tone? And yeah. then, you know, with guys like Flegler coming in next year and Farnworth coming in next year and a little bit more experience for guys like Katoa and 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 the Hammer's just been a revelation. Even yeah. last night, you know, well beaten. So every time he gets the football, it looks like things are going to happen. So, um, yeah, I, I've been really impressed with what the Dolphin, Dolphins have offered this year and look forward to what they can um, build on. All right, there's some big games of uh, rugby league today that are very important, so I want to leave some time for them. We'll get to them in a second. You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast on Listener. When we come back, we'll preview that massive Super Saturday. You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast on Lister, Tony Squires and Ryan Girdley with your girds. Okay, let's turn our attention to what happens today. Uh, Super Saturday of round 26, kicking off with uh, the Storm and the Gold Coast at Amy Park. And I guess the big story around this is will we see, after more than a year out of the game, Ryan... It's been that long time. Yeah. It's been out for a year. Yeah, it's just extraordinary. Wow. It's extraordinary. Ryan Pappenhausen, wow. that flying mullet voice, he's, he's named to come on the bench. 13 yep. months he's been out. Storm mm. need that win to stay in the top four. He'd be a great addition coming into this uh, pointy end of the season, yeah? Oh, yeah. How exciting is that for those guys? And um, even though Nick's done a, Nick Mooney's done a fantastic job there, um, there's only one Ryan Pappenhausen, and we know what he can bring uh, to a footy team. So, yeah, they'll be sort of, um, you know, dipping their toe in, I would imagine, with him today, giving me a little bit of time and then building into next week and then hopefully having him sort of a couple of games under his belt before he goes into uh, finals. And, yeah, it's a big afternoon for the Storm because, uh, you know, they need to consolidate that top four spot. Um, you know, had a, a, an average sort of performance, I thought, last week against your boys, the Dragons, Tone, and yep. they were outstanding the week before against the Raiders. So a little bit of consistency um, would be good for the Storm to give them a little bit of confidence going into those important games that are going to come in the next couple of weeks. But they should be too good um, for the Titans today who've got a host of injuries with Campbell and Sami and Boyd and Clark and these guys all being sidelined. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think they'll be more concerned about, you know, not so much the result, but their performance. With that uh, Pappenhaus, and the most thing about that patella fracture, apparently it was more in line with a car accident injury. Than Is that foot- right? Yeah, that's oh, okay. That's how brutal. I don't. Re- how did he do it, Tone? I don't remember the incident. Yeah, well, it was uh, um, White- Jack Whiten was the collision. I'm not sure exactly which bits of Jack did it. <laughs> did yeah, it to well, him? Jack could do one that of the hardest anyone, bits. He, yeah, really? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, with the hardest bits of Jack, it might have been yeah. uh, knee on knee, I think, is uh, okay. what we're hearing. But, gee, uh, so he had well, a lot of time. Luck. Billy Wish Slater him helped best, him out cause... a lot, uh, apparently, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, during that extended break, both kind okay. of in an emotional and uh, psychological sense, but also just physically hang, heading to the Slater's farm, doing some horse stuff, all that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, he's just good for the game, so totally. we're glad to have him back, and, and hopefully we, we get to see him consistently on the park. Sam Walker's back. Is it, this is an interesting thing, isn't it? When, when he left, he was, he was dropped... 
Then, of course, he was injured, uh, so suddenly, be, and now he's the saviour again. Although the Roosters mm. have started to work out, you know, Drew Hutchinson has been playing pretty good football alongside Luke Keary. Now we yeah. go back to that combination, which the Roosters thought wasn't working. Well, they've won four out of their last five. Yeah. And again, put themselves potentially in a situation to, to force their way into the bottom of the eight. But yeah, I just can't understand that call from, from Robbo, leaving Drew Hutchinson out of the side today. Basically, he's gone to 18th man. Um, he's been one of their form players. I really think that the way that him and Luke Keery have been able to complement each other on this run that they've been on um, has been one of the main reasons that they've been able to go on this run, the stability with... You know, they're six, seven, nine, and obviously Tedesco, who will be out today, but Manu comes in, so they don't miss a lot there. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a little bit of a strange call, but obviously um, he knows what he's doing there, and um, he wants to get Semi back into the side because of what he brings. Um, a little bit more, you know, freedom with the football. Um, but I just like the fact that Drew Hutchinson, he's a big body, and on that mm. edge defensively, he just shores them up so much, and I think they've had some defensive issues on the edges of, uh, you know, early on in yep. the middle of the season when they were struggling. And anyway, um, we'll see how that goes against the Tigers side. Tony coming off a fantastic win, but yeah. Will Smith goes into seven today and Appy goes back into um, his dummy half role. Yeah. Uh, Dane Laurie playing some good football there and, and Jeroen Buller. And I'm going to tip an upset, but I'll do that. I'll oh, do that, off at, um, do that my bold bold. prediction. I love it. Okay, I've got no yeah. idea what it's going to be. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, spoon, a wooden spoon avoidance game for the Tigers, isn't it? They're, uh, they're up for it. I think they went for a barbecue at Luke Brooks' place during the week. <laughs> <laughs> the new barbecue. Uh, yeah. It's all yeah. systems go. All right, what about the other game, Raiders and the Broncos? This should be a terrific game. We've both got plenty to play for. Yeah. The Broncos now with a window to being the minor premiers. Well, I read somewhere that is Carrigan out? Obviously, yep. um, is, is that is that being confirmed? Well, I'm, confirm I, I, I'm confirming okay. that I don't know. Okay, well, I read somewhere this morning, uh, maybe um, we can get some, because um, that's a big statement to make, so yeah. I don't want to put it out there if it's not happening. No. But I read somewhere, obviously we know that Reynolds is out, and I heard that Carrigan was out as well. You got those two guys out um, going down there, and it's a tough place to play, and Saturday night there'll be a big crowd there, and they'll be playing for top spot, the Broncos, and it just changes the whole dynamic. So, um, yeah, going to be a real physical game. You always know what you're going to get. Um when you go down to Canberra and, uh, you know, they've sort of been going win-loss, win-loss, not a convincing performance last week really against the uh, the Dogs, but a much better one than the, they put in the week before against the Storm. But with everything on the line, because the Raiders are still one of those sides, if, you know, the Roosters keep winning and South have another win and then you've got the Cowboys coming hard, um, they could be a side just to fall out because I think they play Cronulla next week. So yep. they need to make sure that they secure at least one more win and they can do that today against uh, um, a potentially undermanned Broncos outfit. Um, but they'll have to be, um, you know, they'll have to be at their best. All right. The, uh, the Carrigan apparently, uh, is, we're hearing he is out, but the Broncos haven't said why, exactly what the situation okay. is with um, him. But you're right, he's... Mm. Uh, He's key along with Adam Reynolds, but Reese Walsh, it's always the Reese Walsh show. Let's hope he does it again this afternoon. Uh, okay, what, what is your Super Saturday Bowl prediction? I wonder. Okay, well, my, well, I'm going to surprise a few here, Tony, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go the Tigers mm -hmm. into a Raiders wins. So two upsets, Tigers wow. into Raiders on the Saturday, Super Saturday special. Tigers into Raiders. I love it. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to, I'm going to say Sam Walker on his return scores two tries. 
Oh, okay. There you go. For the well, rest. I hope he does. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Hey, I uh, love to talk to you. Sadly, that's where we have to leave it. It's all for the Saturday edition of the Footy Talk podcast on Listener. Jimmy Graham, Ben Dobbin will be back in the hot seat tomorrow. Speak soon. <laughs>